Hey, this is my pre-recorded announcement reminding you that you can subscribe to the podcast on the platform that you are listening to it on. The podcast Secrets of the Art World is now available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you. This episode was originally recorded in 2019. Welcome to Secrets of the Art World. I'm your host, Matt Gleason, and I talk about what's going on in art and the art world, that horrible mechanism that delivers art to an elite sect of people and then trickles down into history. I've been going over who should be the artist of the decade. I'm recording this in November of 2019. There are less than two months left in this decade. The ones, the you know, you can't call them the teens. Some of the 10, 11, 12 were not teens. I guess you could call them the teens. But we're including 2010 to 2019. And the artist I want to talk about today, Yayoi Kosama. <clears throat> Born in 1929, 90 years old is Yayoi Kosama, the artist of the decade. I, ooh, man, there are some compelling uh, cases to be made either way. Uh, first off, obviously, artist of the decade, huge title. Who's going to be the artist of the decade? There can only be one in my book. And um, my first inclination is to say Yayoi Kasama made her impact in the 60s. Almost everything that she has received accolades for in this decade, and let me tell you, few artists have ever reached the heights and accolades that she has just in this decade, let alone the last few. But almost everything that we, the viewing public, experience of Yoyoi Kosama's are ideas from the 1960s. Uh, everything she did in the 60s, uh, she's doing now. I, I, you you want to say there's no new ideas. There's, there are permutations, uh, new versions of these ideas. Uh, and interesting. Uh, so... You, you start to go, well, was she the artist of the 60s? Eh, probably not, but, you know, she had some some impact there. She came up with the idea of her, <laughs> I want to say the thousand points of light. <laughs> Piss off the Republicans there. Uh, she has these light rooms that you go into, and they are supposed to just create complete otherworldly experiences uh, they're basically a mirrored room with so many lights that they're they become infinity rooms uh, but she's also known for making um paintings and um installations with dots in them that have an eternal quality they just go on and on in an infinite space and uh her her biggest booster 
back in the day, in the late 50s, early 60s, uh, into the 60s, and they were friends for the rest of his life, was Donald Judd. Now, Donald Judd was an absolute curmudgeon, hated almost everything, <laughs> and rightfully so, usually. Um, a very, very uh, radical artist in his own right, and may, perhaps the artist of the 60s, in fact, but uh, the fact that he was a big booster of Yoyoika-sama probably gave her more uh, credibility in the upper echelons of the art world. Um, she also pioneered performance art in the 60s. They don't talk about it much anymore because most of it had involved uh, nudity and used words like orgy uh, in the title. But, uh, you know, she wrote a letter to Nixon about ending the Vietnam War. And thought a bunch of her and a bunch of the young 60s people should all be naked and then painted with polka dots. Pretty radical stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, you know, we, we live in much more conservative times. Don't don't ever think, uh, you know, don't ever think uh, these are uh, free flowing days of express of expression compared to the 60s. Now. The fact that she was a pioneer in the 60s. Uh, gave her career much sustained energy. She had some lean years, uh, had some bouts with mental illness, uh, ended up checking into a psychiatric hospital in Japan, her native Japan, where she was born. And, uh, you know, she lives in the hospital where she can get her treatment and then make her art. And and she's one of these people that she just has to get up and make art. You could just see she just has to make art all the time. Um, you know, it's it's endless with her. Um, but the quality of the art, um, top notch. Her career really re-accelerated uh, after uh, in the early 90s. I mean, the timing couldn't have been better. Um she was the representative of Japan in the 1993 Venice Biennale and just lightning struck all over again. And since then, she's been on a sustained arc upwards. Uh, her market's a big, big, you know, if you own some Kusamas, they're, they're worth a lot. And she is represented by the second most powerful gallery on earth, David Zwerner. How does it feel to be number two? Um, has many, many shows. That, and, and the shows, you know, they keep coming and they're at bigger institutions and there's now a museum devoted exclusively to her in Tokyo. There's a infinity room at the Broad Museum here in Los Angeles. Um, most people take selfies in it and they don't, I, I believe, really respect the infinity of it. And I'm guilty too. I finally got into the infinity room. The line was short and eh, man, there I am trying to take selfies of my wife and I, you know, you should get into that infinity room and just <gasps> let it, let it change you. And if you're in the right state of mind, maybe the right age, maybe you're young and you haven't seen a lot of art and aren't jaded. Those infinity rooms can just blow your mind. They can really make you see that there's this other thing called art. And I think that the success that really began for her in the 90s and firmed up early this century, 
that success has allowed her to reach many, many people. So this decade of success has been uh, very impactful based on the numbers of people that have experienced her art in major venues around the world. And even though the art is based on ideas that are now 50, almost 60 years old, that people are seeing them for the first time. So when we say who's the artist of the decade, do we need to privilege artists who came up with an idea and presented to it, presented it to us for the first time in this decade? Uh, these are tough calls because if an old idea, and these are old ideas, are that Kasama is delivering to us visually, if they are still impacting 50, 60 years later, maybe they are not young or old. Maybe they are universal ideas, and maybe it is a testament to her greatness, uh, maybe a more universal greatness. And so we, we are left with uh, somewhat of a conundrum uh, in the methodology of defining an artist of the decade. When we define an artist uh, as being, you know, this was the main artist of that decade, it's like, well, people will look back and say, wow, the Kosama was everywhere. And even though none of this was groundbreaking relative to uh, methodical art history, this happened on this date and influenced that, then that happened on this date and reflected that. You know, even though, man, everybody saw Kosama this decade and uh, she was ubiquitous with this decade. And as such, we have to consider her a serious contender, regardless of the fact that none of this was quote-unquote new. These were new iterations of old approaches. And yet, interesting, compelling work. And so um, we, it, it pushes us to not privilege cutting edge. You, 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 oh, we, if it can only be cutting edge... She can't be the artist of the decade. If the artist of the decade had to be somebody that was cutting edge. But this was a scattershot, absolute smashed decade with much going on. Ironically, a very political decade, this decade has, has turned out to be. And here she was in the 60s, radical political artist. But you can bet these big galleries she's showing with now are certainly... Uh, making sure that the product produced for the billionaire asset class of art collector, you can bet that they uh, are, are pushing these safe, universal experience objects uh, where one experiences the infinite, just no matter what one's politics are, and nobody gets called onto the carpet. So maybe that works against her a little when one is judging. Uh, does, does one have to have a dollop of politics to be the artist of the teens? The ones? Ugh, can't even come up with a name for this decade. Ugh, the, the wokes. <laughs> anyway, um, so this is something to think about. And uh, as we go down the artists, uh, I certainly have to nominate, and uh, a lot of people have nominated, Yayoi Kosama as 
the artists of the decade. Tune in to more of my podcasts to see other artists that made it in this decade, that made this decade what it was, and to start thinking, were they or weren't they the artists of the decade? I'm Matt Gleason. This is Secrets of the Art World. This episode was originally recorded in 2019.